0: What is cracklacking, fellow thermonuclear AFers? I am Dan Valley coming at you as always with my certified fantabulous thermonuclear AF co-host, Mr. Grant Hughes Esquire. Uh, we are coming at you with the third installment of our positional rankings. Yes, positions, are they irrelevant? Yada, yada, yada. This was a fun exercise for us post-trade deadline. So we have our top 10 small forwards. Go check out point guards and shooting guards, power forwards and centers are coming. Um, this will be probably published over the course of like two weeks. I think, I don't know how I'm going to distribute it, but go check out point guards and shooting guards. And now you can check out small forwards and then power forwards and centers are to come. How exciting is that? Uh, Grant, how are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. I am concerned about the chaos that may ensue as we do small forward, uh, because that's a tricky position, but. Good Content, right? If we disagree
0: or we have uh, wonky lists, I think that's a positive. Just a fair warning I'm updating the on screen for anyone's watching. It's going to take me longer than normal to get the names out for small forwards because I have these looped into blocks of players in the two, three, and four. And like that's where this list is going to be populated from. So I have way too many tabs open. And at this point, like you might have a point card on here. That's like my point. So <laughs> it's going to take me a little while to find the names and paste it on, but we will be talking about it. Who is your number one? I honestly have no idea. I don't know where this is going to go. Who's your number one small forward? So my number one small forward is Kawhi Leonard. Um,
1: That's what I was talking about when I said he just any, any reasonable mind could say he's a four. Uh, What are you doing? But I'm leaving him at, at small forward Uh, basketball reference has like 60 some odd percent of his minutes there. I don't think he has problems guarding threes. Uh, So I, I would say uh, he, you can at least make the case that he's a three. Uh, I I hesitate to say he's in a tier by himself because the next, certainly the next guy is like an all NBA superstar as is number three, as is number four here. Uh, But he's just been better at Kawhi has just been better than like really almost anybody for like a solid six weeks Uh, has just been so good on both ends is defending a little bit more like he defended four or five years ago uh, is making every floater he takes all of a sudden. And it's just like, so all, his his advanced metrics case is like is ironclad airtight over anyone else that I'm going to talk about for this position. So that helps too. Um, I have him one. I'll just give you two, three. Uh, just I don't know, just to, for some context. Jason Tatum is two. Uh, <laughs> you probably have him as a four or something like that. And then Paul George is three. So again, I have two players on the same team that start together in Paul George and Kawhi that I have listed at the same position. But in your heart, Dan, isn't Paul George a small forward and isn't Kawhi and isn't Jason Tatum?
0: We here. So I don't mind the because you called Jalen, you had Jalen Brown, a uh, you had him as a two. Yeah. So like that's fine. I'm, I'm just when it comes to Kawhi and PG, like I just don't get the justification necessarily of like if we're going to do this and break it down by position, how are they the same position? <laughs> because if it, it's again, we're talking
1: subjective, like what other than the fact that, and maybe this is the worst argument to make, that they cannot occupy the same space in a lineup they share together. Like, what about Paul George or Kawhi Leonard says, like, that guy's not a three. Like, aren't they sort of the quintessential, I guess they're combo forwards now, because that's what, there's no such thing as a pure three anymore. It's really, but like, I I think like they have guard skills. They can guard, you know, really two through four, some ones. I just like, there's nothing about them that is not small forwardy. As a, except for the (laughs) fact that like they can't technically both start at small forward, but like if you, I don't know if I really like if someone just said, Hey, what position is Paul George? Would you say power forward and say,
0: no, I, uh, my point here is more so because, so I'll put my top three up on the screen. Now, Paul George is a small forward for me. I want to make that clear. It's I'm going to, I don't have Kawhi on this list and I don't have Tatum on this list either because I called Jalen Brown, spoiler alert, is going to be classified as a small forward. When I'm looking at players that are going to be playing so many of their minutes together, I can't If we're going to separate it by positions, I understand this is why you don't want to do it. Like, for if I'm you, for example, if you're dead set on Kawhi being a three, Mm -hmm. well, then Paul George has got to be a two, and you can get into some of the defensive data, and I'm just like, I don't know, Paul George is guarding mostly guys who would skew towards three, and Kawhi's on a lot of the bigger forwards. And so it's not... I see your... I see your case to have Kawhi as a three. I just can't get there where it's, you know, that they're not playing. And I think I have one instance where I'm a hypocrite in one of these positions where I have both guys playing the same position because they're staggered so much. But like when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are just going to be on the court at the same time and we're going to separate this by position, how are they playing the same yeah. position? then? Oh, that's that- just, that's what's tough for me to reconcile. I, totally so understand. I have yeah, I have no problem. I have Paul George is my best small forward because I don't have Tatum or Kawhi on here. Brandon Ingram at number two, I was really good. He probably deserved more all-star consideration than he got. There's been some peaks and valleys with him this year. Uh, I think he's come a long way over the years as a passer. Uh, he is someone that you can trust to like, yeah, you still kind of want him to take more threes at points, but you can trust him to run like caps lock, run your offense. Um, he has been better over the past season and a half defensively than I think he was, you know, during his like initial time in, in new Orleans. The thing I struggle with him because he has such a high ceiling are those peaks and valleys where I go through and sometimes there'll be game stretches where it's, wow, he's like a really tough fit to put into this larger environment. But then I'll watch him and he is a guy and we've seen it now in the playoffs a couple of times that you can trust to get in the postseason and get buckets. Butler, he's listed as a four at a lot of places. But I looked at, like, they're that's because they're calling Jaime Jaquez the 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 three, mm-hmm. or Caleb Martin the three, and Butler's the four. I can't get there. And when you look at the defensive matchups, like, your argument might be, well, he's more of a shooting guard on defense than he is on. And he does defend a lot of bigger forwards, too. But power forward was such a mess already mm-hmm. that, it, for me, it was pretty easy to put Butler as the three here and just... I think a lot of people probably would have him normally ahead of PG and Ingram, especially if you're going to factor in the playoff argument, something's off this year though. Like there's just been something's weird going on, like the injuries, maybe it's his age and perhaps it'll be the postseason again. And we'll be sitting here right. trying to figure out why the heater in the NBA finals. And then come back to this, tell me to fuck off. You people are already finding my reactions to when Jalen Brunson signed with the Knicks um, and throwing them back at me. Do it like absolutely, absolutely do it. But I just, his Jimmy Butler shooting more threes this year, but there's something more limited about building around him than there is PG. And so if you want to argue Ingram versus Butler, I'm here for it. Um, But this season specifically, I think Ingram has been better, but PG for me uh, this season. And for the rest of this year, like I'm taking him over, over Butler.
1: Yeah. I have Butler at four just to illustrate like, I Oh, he I wasn't
0: it. a center for you
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i haven't at both actually uh he's gonna reappear uh, each of the next two positions um yeah butler four for me i take all i think you're right something feels off but it's like something always feels off or <laughs> frequently feels off and then he's the best player on a finals run so i'm just not gonna put him any lower than that um Five, six, seven, really five through nine. So I also have Brandon Ingram on my list, but it's going to be a minute. He is not. uh, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
0: But for, from the next guy. By the way, sorry to interrupt here, but like when you really start to dig into the Pelicans defensive assignments and I went back and like watched just like some possessions of it you could make a case that Brandon Ingram is a two if you want to go by like defense and then, but he's also like, oh, he can run the offense. So you can make a bunch of different positional cases for Brandon Ingram. Doesn't
1: Herb Jones kind of mess everything up for the positions. If you're focusing on defense for New Orleans, we talked about this with McCollum a little bit. It's just like, yeah, I guess Ingram guards some twos a lot, but that's just because maybe herb the the guy who's starting at the three is more dangerous. so herb Jones guards
0: him. That's a, you know. yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of like the OG effect there. yeah, where it's like he just might defend every single position. So yeah, speaking of,
1: no, he's not he's he's on my <laughs> list he's not.
0: So next, I don't feel I don't love this, but I have Scotty Barnes
1: fifth. um, and people are gonna say he's probably a power forward. but I think uh the playmaking and the like more versatile defense just feels more wingish to me. So uh, I'm gonna st- slot him at five. I bet he he probably is not at this position for you.
0: I would say, I would agree with, uh. well, I, I don't know what my necessarily my rankings would have looked like, but if this was pre-Siakam OG trade, I would have agreed with you that he mm-hmm. was more of a three. But even then, like, his defensively, uh, guarding a lot of, of the more bigger forwards, and mm-hmm. then now, specifically, with R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly Gary Trent Jr. there, I just him as a three feels like I, I'm i curious it just about, feel like iffy. So if you're basing this on a retrospective for what he was playing a lot of this season, I kind of get it. And I understand the the offensive role point where you don't, when we say point forward, we're inclined to think three rather than four.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's averaging almost six assists, which is more than I think everybody we've So you're viewed. saying
0: as a power forward, you're not allowed to average.
1: <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, trying, yes, you're not, you cannot do it. It's not permitted. Uh, I just think it's sort of, it it makes the case that he is kind of a wingy perimeter type player. So this year just for, so every year of his career, except for, well, so rookie year, 54% of his minutes at, at the four last year, 60% at the three this year, 39% at the three 39% technically as a two and 20. So he's played the majority of his career minutes as a three that's using basketball reference. So I'm not going to rely on that as gospel, but it's enough to get me through, uh, through well, at least look, including him here. In
0: the glass has him as a three. I think dunks in threes. Had him as a three, but when you start to look at his like most frequent defensive matchups, mm-hmm. and like that's then incorporating the time he did spend it also with OG, NC Julius Randle, Tatum, Tobias Harris, Kawhi, who yeah. is a four for me. Like and so like DeMar DeRozan, who I think a lot of people would have in the fours. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like, I mean, this is hysterical, by the way. And it's because they've played the Bulls four times, but he has spent uh, the seventh most time, like Nikola Vucevic, is the player that he has defended the most. Is number seven on that list? Isn't that wild. I'm just not going to penalize the guy for being able to guard up and down. Uh, and look, okay. to your point, the versatility in general. So throw out the offensive role, throw out what we're talking about on defense. You throw it all together, and it's. Well, the versatility and the malleability is just more synonymous with small forwards than it is power. Yeah, but I, again, I get this for sure. It's
1: it's a, it's a real there's it's a it's more art than science. I'll admit it. How I'm dividing up positions. So why don't you give me your four and five? I I'd be shocked if you didn't have my number six at either four or five, so just based on the positions.
0: This is actually a good place to like have this discussion because I struggled. I thought I was going to come into this with my four and five and have these two flipped. Uh, and I also wasn't sure, to be fair. I was wondering. So I have Jalen Brown at number four, and then I have Mikael Bridges at number five. So, t- first of all, players from two teams that for me personally made the positions thing uh, hellfire. Jalen Brown has a higher assist rate than Mikael Bridges this year. I was prepared to just, Mikael Bridges' offensive role has changed a little bit. He's not as efficient. I still think he's fantastic. When you look at his defensive assignments, and some of their core lineups, I think you could call him a two, a three, definitely can't call him a four, but like he's done that type of stuff. Uh, he was a no brainer inclusion once I decided he was going to be a small forward, but I I came into this prepared. Like the way I went about this is kind of made my list and then thought about it. And so when I started to think about Brown versus McHale, and then you dig into it like on the sheets rather than what you just remember seeing, I was like, oh, Jalen Brown's decidedly been better than McHale Bridges this season, and that's just not, I mean, in jalen brown's an all-star Mikael bridges wasn't but that's you know i don't know how much that means anecdotally so i was a little bit surprised that i didn't have these two flip-flops is my point and the assist thing was like that just shocked me like yeah. i never would have guessed that
1: yeah because you think of the of brown's real weakness as as like the assist to turnover ratio there's and the just more guys to
0: do that even though we talk about they could use another ball handler, like you have drew you have yeah. tatum you have Derek white you have al horford and then it's like in Brooklyn, there's like he has Spencer Dinwiddie and Cam Thomas doesn't pass. And so it's like.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I, don't know where I'm trying to think where I would have Brown if I'd called him a small forward. Probably I I probably would have him fifth. I think he'd be ahead of Barnes, but after Butler. And you could make the case that he belongs over Butler probably. So I don't have, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, Brown Brown's been on multiple deep playoff runs, too. Like you get proof of concept there. Bridges is still like we're still we still aren't a hundred percent sure like should bridges have a bigger creation role? Cause he's kind of floundered after looking so good in limited minutes doing that. Or is he just the really like the, the most like luxurious three and D guy that there is like, Like, he's just like so overqualified to do that, but not quite good enough to be more of an initiator.
0: I think he's on the Chris Middleton level with that or can get there Uh to where you would want him. And maybe this is too bullish on him the the whole can he be a number one i think that ship has sailed and maybe it was never even docked yeah but he could be a one and a half and certainly a two
1: yeah i so bridge is a six for me just to alleviate any suspense and that's you know has a lot of issue like
0: like positionally with him like did you struggle with that at all or no
1: no i was i that was one of the few i was like he's a three that feels that feels right to me um because i just think of him in the context of the sun's years where it's like they had a clear one a clear two a clear three and he's the three. Like, that's just, that's just how it worked.
0: Um uh, Can I actually get to my number six? Yeah. Because I think it's going to have to start a discussion about like the rest of our list. And it's almost maybe counterintuitive to how I've done these in the past. I have an OG and he's, he's eight for me. So I have so, no, all right. So it's not two. I have, so the name I like, what's the, so this is the big one that I think I'll throw up my number seven. I have Franz Wagner. And so this is where it got tougher because do you value OG's defensive versatility and efficiency in a role that is far less complex offensively than Franz Wagner has? Like we've seen Franz Wagner's efficiency been all over the place this season. He's under well under 35% from three. Last time I checked, he was under 31%. So what does it for me with OG? And this is not a Knicks bias. One I might've made him a four if he was still in Toronto. Like, I don't know what I would have done, but he might've been a two if he was still in Toronto with the Knicks because Randall and a are on the court, almost always when he's playing. Um, and Randall, we know is injured at the moment. He's been the three for them, but he's defending everybody. And so I'm looking at that and I'm like, there's way, and he's actually defending everybody. Sometimes it's on the same possession. You dig into the film, you dig into the numbers, and they're like the defensive metrics are lagging. He's hitting his threes. He's cutting it's stuff he's done in Toronto, but the Knicks have more space for him to do it in the half court. And they have better initiators because of Jalen Brunson. Even, you know, he had Siaka, but Barnes was still learning, but having Jalen Brunson and even just like these, more of these connector type passers, like a Josh Hart, a Dante DiVincenzo, Isaiah Hartenstein, it's all really benefited him. And I look at his defensive dominance and you can say, okay, Franz Wagner, other players that we'll talk about, Yeah, they're doing more with the ball, and that's theoretically harder on offense. This is someone who, and I have called OG Ananobi overrated in the past. So if you're going to tell me you'd rather have OG than than Jalen, than Butler, than Mikhail Bridges, than Paul George, and that was, those were takes that were out there, not Paul George, to be clear, or Butler, really. Um, I will lampoon against that. But what he does defensively is it goes beyond anomalous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, so I have Franz is on my list
1: too. So, my numbers se- I and I, I, so I don't have. If you're worried about OG and Franz being like, oh, I don't know, they're really kind of four, like they're both threes for me. I think that's totally fine. And you could have put them at four if you want, if four wasn't so loaded. I think that was part of my thinking too. Is wait, we you wanted to put
0: threes. Franz Wagner at four? You could, I mean, you, you could say. OG? Either one. You could call either you one of them. Put Fred Wagner at the four when Paolo Bancaro exists. Yeah, but
1: he's like it's a combo forward, and if you're trying to squeeze him in somewhere, you can I didn't, but I just I would have I wouldn't have knocked you if you'd put him at the four. So I would have knocked you
0: think, if you put him at the four. Yes, my contract?
1: seven? Although this is another weird positional one. Uh, um, is it? I'm wondering if it's my eight. I don't know. Uh, is it DeMar Jaylen DeRozan? Williams. No, it's Jalen Williams. I don't know. I don't know why I'm necessarily calling him a three um, and putting him ahead of OG. I think is a little iffy, but can I? You know, look, he you can,
0: more with the ball. I'll give you. He's nowhere near OG defensively. No, but he he's definitely more. not.
1: But I think the fact that he can guard, you know, two through four, semi-capably, he can be the guy you put the ball in his hands, which you really can't for OG. You can do that with Franz. I think he's by far the most efficient scorer of anyone I'm really considering in this range. Forty-five um, percent from three is just ridiculous. He doesn't take as many threes as the rest of these guys. And like team context, like he, you know, the the Thunder don't live and die with him because he's often a third option. Um, But just like the ridiculous efficiency, the, you know, the, the like stat stuffing, you know, five categories, basically 19, four and five and gets, gets a steal, gets half a block. Um, He's got the best box plus minus and value over replacement player of anybody we've talked about in the last several spots. Um That includes, by the way, like Bridges, Ingram, Ananobi. He's, he's got it on all those guys. Um, So I, I couldn't put him lower than seven, but I'll readily admit like my, you know, never-ending bias towards him. Um, So I'm trying to think. So you had DeMar at eight. He did not make my list so
0: here. So here's, I, I didn't know what to, he's no longer a shooting guard and most places are going to have him as a power forward at this point. And defensively, that's basically what he is, but I can't because of his offensive role. I can't get there. And I know his efficiency has dipped. He's still shooting the hell out of the ball in the clutch. Yeah. And like, that's got to matter. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Chicago doesn't have the best spacing in Vyron's ire uh, either. Excuse me. So you have to kind of appreciate the creativity he's giving you there. And he's just by far and away. And th- this is what it does for me to say. He's the best passer on the bulls is not hot. Take you necessarily impressive, but the fact that you can say it and it's just not a problem because our issues with the Bulls are not that DeMar DeRozan is their best passer. They go so far beyond that. Um, so that's why I landed with DeMar and why I kept him out of the four is because offensively yeah. he is, he's a three and that's like kind of your argument with Scotty. So maybe mm-hmm. I waited too much of, well, I think I, I factored in more of Scotty's role now just yeah. based off the other players on the court. Um, I will get into my nine and 10 because I did another, unless you had something to say on DeMar. I no, I
1: think he's a really interesting guy. because like if all we ever talk about is how shot creation is like the premium NBA skill and, and he has it, he, he absolutely has that, but he is by far. And this is a position that you need defense from generally speaking, because of the, the scores that occupy it. He's by far the worst defensive player. Yeah. Among like anyone we've talked about and like maybe the next 10 guys we might even consider. So like that, just, that just did it for me. And I realized that's contradictory because all, you know, it is acknowledged that like if you can create offense, that is a signature skill that everyone wants. It's just compared to these other guys. And for what the position demands, I think like that just, I couldn't get past that. So he's in my also considered, but I I just didn't have him top 10.
0: I had him close to dropping one spot for this next guy, but I, am going to ask you and maybe now, well, who would you rather have for the rest of this season? DeMar DeRozan or Chris Middleton?
1: Oh man. Mid- so Middleton did not make my list either, um, but it was considered. I,
0: I think maybe I
1: would rather have DeRozan because um, I so, think Middleton's availability is so if he's average, what is he
0: averaging like 13 a game or something? Like it's just, I mean, he's not the same The bigger same thing is, is, he can still have his nights and he's definitely getting lost in sort of the new hierarchy. And so mm-hmm. I can discount like that drop. He is not the same player he was on right. two and a half years ago. Yeah. And that's a big deal. So he didn't make my top 10 either. He was eleven. My nine and 10 were Devin Vassell and Jeremy Grant. Devin Vassell, let me start with Jeremy Grant. He's good. He's just on lineup data. He's listed as a four, but what he does defensively is more three stuff. And even the way Mm -hmm. he plays offense, it's not point forward, but it's a three. And so he doesn't have, I trust Devin Vassell as a secondary passer more. And that's why I couldn't make a case for Jeremy Grant over DeMar or Franz Wagner. Um, And he's not as good defensively as you would think, but the plasticity on defense that versatility that malleability is huge and the fact that he's still been good this year despite like well okay he likes we've seen in the past that he enjoys having a prominent offensive role but oh he's still hitting almost 50 percent of his like his two-point percentage has plummeted but he's still hitting over 40 percent of his threes and like he's over 20 points a game and his true shooting percentage has not dropped off a cliff even though it's you know below league average it's only by a hair so I have to respect that. And so I, because power forward was such a bloodbath for me. I was like, I have the justification to make grant a three and Middleton was my, my first cut there. And because of the way I'm sure you have a deeper honorable mentions list, but because of the way my list stacked out, like my first names that were tough to cut were Jane McDaniels, Trey Murphy. Um, and then to wrap up on Devin Vassell, <laughs> some people will view him as a two. You could probably even make the case that he's a four. He's not as good defensively as he should be. Uh, we are finding out. I've seen the discourse that people are like. Well, I think we understand now that Denver Cell needs to be the number three. Mm-hmm. I still push back against that. It's because you don't have a number one right now that you have no idea what Denver Cell is. And by not yeah. having a number one, what I mean is Victor Weminyama, this is fully experimental. So the best version of Victor Weminyama is your number one. It's not there yet. And so let's see what Wemby looks like as a more efficient, uh, efficient cell creator, or if you need someone like. Because of the makeup of the Spurs or because of Wemby, where no Wemby needs to be the second best self-creator. And so that will knock cell down. I think he can get to a level offensively that we saw from Mikhail Bridges after he left the Suns last year, even with the Suns during injuries. And I will die on that hill with them. No, Vassell. I think that's a good hill to be on. Uh
1: I hope you're okay on it. Uh, because I might join you there. I really uh, appreciate that. <laughs> just like maybe take a Take a, you can have a paper cut on that hill. You don't need to go quite that extreme. For for why you why you
0: keep I keep saying die on this hill. Why why are you so intent on on dying? (laughs)
1: Um, I I thought of Vassell as, I guess more of a two, but but I did he make your list? No, he's not on my he's not on my list because I got two guys to go that you already have higher that I have to have on here. So
0: no, um, I meant I'm surprised if you considered him a two, that he didn't make it for you. Oh
1: no, wait. Sorry, I haven't met a th- as three as a three. I don't know why I, I had his name cut off there. Um, and I also had Trey Murphy's name cut off. He's also considered at the three. Um, so my, my nine and ten are uh, are Brandon Ingram nine, Franz Wagner ten. Um,
0: you need just- to explain yourself with Brandon Ingram.
1: Yeah. So for me, basically, it's that he's not as good defensively as like say OG or Bridges or Barnes or really almost anybody that's above him, probably better than Jalen Williams or close to it. Um, The fact that he just still doesn't shoot as many threes as I'd like him to, I got to pull back up my comparison page here. 35% from three and he shoots. Where is he? 3.8, three point attempts per game. Like that's just not enough. If I'm going to knock Jalen Williams for 3.2, but he's shooting 45%, like 10% better than Ingram. You know, offensively, I'm um, I just, I think you could make the case that Williams is a better offensive player. Um, and the rest of these guys are better defensively. Wagner's a little bit the same. it's hard. I wanted Wagner to be higher, but he's shooting like 30 percent from three. And I don't know that we have enough of a sample size over his you, career to say that, like, oh, he's going to be a what 30, I, I should have had guy. the courage
0: to do, which was probably bump him below like DeMar and Vassell. At least, obviously, they didn't make your list, but you put him where. I feel like I'm betting a lot on like the rest of this season a little bit. Yeah. So I think you were, you're probably more, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think that you're more accurate here than I am, to be honest.
1: Well, I mean, Franz is 22 and you're comparing him to like bridges is 27, Ingram, 26, OG 26. These are their basketball reference years. I'm not sure when exactly their birthdays are, but like, if you're banking on the rest of the year, like Franz is the guy, right? Cause he's got the most upside and he's playing at least from a scoring efficiency standpoint, like below what he has done in the past. So I think the upside is for sure there. I don't, I don't have a lot else to say. They're both really good players. I just Ingram to me, isn't quite, doesn't quite have the volume efficiency combo on offense to, to justify like, you know, he's a, would you say Ingram is a break even defender at this point? Or do you still, is that yeah. still
0: putting it too rosily. No, I don't think that's putting it to Rosalie at all. I mean, and they do, he's insulated too. I think they do a good job of insulating CJ McCollum more, but Ingram can be insulated as well. And that's a lot of that is, well, you have Trey Murphy, you have Herb Jones, uh, and then like, you know, they're not going to do the big man stuff. So it's like, it's harder to insulate Zion than it is Ingram or CJ McCollum is my point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who you haven't mentioned as like a honorable mention that I have here. Um, you said Murphy, you included Vassell. Oh, David. I, Jeremy Grant, I don't have here. Cause I just had him as a four. And, uh, so not considered here. Um, Keegan Murray, just, just the thought, um, Cam Johnson is a t- probably more of a four thought about him for a little bit. MPJ kind of a three, four thought about him a little bit. Um, DeRozan's there for me, Middleton. I think we've covered Unless you have more names that we that didn't make it, I think we've we've gotten like almost twenty deep here. So we yeah, finished. so
0: I'll I'll recap my top ten since we just alternate towards the end of these. Now I had Paul George at one, and I'm wondering actually very quickly if anyone skips to the end of the video or the pod and our listeners who listen on the podcast player, I don't think we'll skip to the end. But if someone's on YouTube and just scrolls to the end of this and sees my list where there's no Kawhi or Tatum. I wonder if there'll actually be people like, how could you not rank Jason Tatum or something?
1: No one could there's no possible world where someone would assume you just don't think Tatum is a top 10 small forward if you think he's a small I'm
0: I'm hoping I'm just, you know (laughs) I'm always, but I have Paul George one Brandon Ingram two because you're a hater uh, Jimmy (laughs) Butler three Jalen Brown four, Mikael Bridges five, OG at Adobe six, Franz Wagner seven, DeMar DeRozan eight, Devin Vassell nine Jeremy Grant ten.
1: Okay. And again, most of our differences are just in how we split positions here. So, uh, this will well, and more you hate Brandon Ingram and it is, and I hate Brandon Ingram, I guess, uh, Kawhi one, Jason Tatum two, Paul George, three, Jimmy Butler, four, Scotty Barnes, five, Mikhail Bridges, six, Jalen Williams, seven, OG eight, Ingram nine, and Franz Wagner 10.
0: So- I guess in the context of your list, Ingram at nine, isn't egregious having him below I think Mikhail, J W O G is an even like that's I mean, there's still I probably would have him in front of probably behind Butler. Although yeah. I had him ahead of Butler. So I'm but like you can make the case more easily. Like he should be five. I'm surprised you have him many. I'd give you Scotty or Mikhail. Like I'll give you one of those Not two both, dudes, but
1: <laughs> well, I did say five through nine is like I, I'm open to arguments on all those, uh on, on in within that range. But yeah, I like do. if we're doing tiers, five through nine would be would be a tier for me.
0: The and would your tier be are Kawhi and Tatum and PG? Are they a tier or is Butler in that you think one through four is your tier?
1: I think maybe Kawhi and Tatum are in their own, and then maybe PG and Butler belong in one by themselves. It feels like there's some dividing lines, but so I got I I've I mean, I have 10 players here and I'm trying to split them into like six tiers, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else. Yeah, I
0: think that. my top tier is like the PG, Ingram, Butler, where if that's my basis for using small forwards, you could probably rank those guys in any order, and I wouldn't give you a ton of pushback. I just think PG's been
1: I, so I think PG's pretty clearly above Ingram and Butler. Um, although Butler Butler's been there. that uh, you know, if you're I, if you're
0: the the like that is I know that we're ranking them for the rest of the season. The postseason is part of that. I don't know what the Miami Heat are gonna look at, but it's just like we have all this evidence that Jimmy yeah. Butler and the Heat are just gonna flip this switch in the postseason and yet yeah, we're dismissing it. Do you wanna take us out of here?
1: Yeah, thanks everybody for uh, for checking out the small forward edition of our player rankings. Uh, let us know what you think, what you agree with, what you disagree with, uh, how disrespectful I was to Brandon Ingram. Sorry, it's a tough position. Uh, as Get always, up,
0: no, we, <laughs> fans.
1: Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I'm trying to think. I might, I might offend him with my Zion ranking too, uh, and I didn't really give McCollum a lot of love, so I may not be. Uh, yeah,
0: and we know Kings fans, fans are going to hate you. Um, at least, hopefully, Nuggets fans. They some of them got a little mad at me already but hopefully we're back in their good graces because you called kcp the first yeah i'm good there runners. i also said deer and fox should should have been an all-star i feel very strong yeah, was he not like get cat off there and if you were gonna yeah. put another timberworth it should have been rudy gobert what are we doing
1: we get out of my brain that's exactly what i think uh so follow us on the socials at hardwood knocks uh if you want to get involved in, the, in our discord or get some merch links for that youtube and podcast description wherever you get your podcast make sure you're giving us five stars positive reviews good ratings tell your friends tell your enemies Shout out, Frankie Lucchino, and apologies to Jared Allen.